got Tiffany Martin in the second hour. She is the regional executive director for Children's Home Society. You're going to learn all about their vision and mission and direction for helping children's. And then we're going to take a visit with Dr. Andre Thomas from some time ago, Jan Smith, president of the Tallahassee Community Chorus. I think you're going to enjoy this, so stay with me. Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny, brought to you by Widden Glass, Tallahassee's first name in glass for your home or office, and by Merry Maids. Call Merry Maids. Relax. And it's done. In 1945, Jack Whitten started a glass company in Tallahassee. Now over 75 years and three generations later, it's still working every day, doing just as Jack wanted, giving his customers real solutions for replacing window glass, providing custom-cut mirrors, and supplying superior bath and shower enclosures. Local building contractors know Whitten Glass takes care of Tallahassee business. They prefer Whitten because of their precision and mastery of eye-catching storefront glass, and countertop glass. It's a fact. When you choose Wooden Glass, you're working with real glass people who will take care of you to your complete satisfaction. It's what Jack Wooden wanted, and it's been the Wooden way of doing business for over 75 years. Wooden Glass, Tallahassee's first family in glass since 1945. Call Wooden Glass today or visit them online. 850-222-5781 or woodenglass.com. It's time again, my friend, as we've gathered together on this occasion. You and your world and me over here sitting behind a microphone. And I feel comforted, I suppose, in an odd sort of way. I Just knowing that you're there listening intently. Uh, hanging on every word. <laughs> um, with, in fact, uh, good news of some great times and great peoples and all kinds of things that, uh, you know, kind of make Tallahassee what it is and what it was and what it shall be. So this remarkably talented gifted, um, inspiring Dr. Andre Thomas, who, as a younger man, took it upon himself to hook up with these people who have a passion, a love for choral music and sufficient talent to pull it off. And they've been doing that now for a good number of years. So with that in mind, and especially because tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock, the Tallahassee Community Chorus will be presenting Mendelssohn's Elijah. If you don't have your tickets yet, well, may I say that you're getting down to it because when I spoke with them earlier this week, you know, they did have some seats left, but uh, it's a happy problem on their side. 
Ticket sales have been brisk. Anyway, so that's tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock, Ruby Diamond Concert Hall. And as you recall, we've had uh, Dr. Hannawalt with us recently to talk about the performance itself. But I thought, in fact, given that this is the opening of their season for 23-24, it would be uh, appropriate to take a look back at where this all began with this aforementioned uh, Tallahassee star, Dr. Andre Thomas. And this particular conversation occurred uh, not long before his uh, then uh, planned retirement. And we were all kept saying at the time, that's impossible. You can't do that. But he did. And he's off touring the world and he and his beautiful wife enjoying the retirement that is well-deserved. And meanwhile, us little kids are back here. Uh, the beneficiaries, um, the, the people who just uh, enjoy then this remarkable chorus that has this worldwide status thrilling us with these kinds of performances I mean, 200-plus voices raised in song, live orchestra, and soloists, and on this occasion, some rather nifty special effects, including a fiery chariot. So, yeah, I'm selling it here. But it's for your good. You need this in your life. You know, it's a great way to kick off the holiday season, we might say, and With Thanksgiving just about here, you know, we keep talking to you about Christmas connections, so that's, you know, well, that's kind of like pulling all the decorations out of the closet, you know, and starting to hang stuff up and whatever. So our campaign we've entitled Help Christmas Connection, and that has been going on for the better part of uh, what did I say the other day? 23 years? Oof. I was just a little kid then. <laughs> but in the years that have passed, we have recognized that uh, it's important that we maintain this effort because, you know, the, all the work, the money, the effort goes into caring for the families that this remarkable effort provides. I mean, their volunteers are heroic. Uh, Their level of organization is admirable. I mean, their accountability and the manner in which they go about doing the business of providing for all of the hundreds and hundreds of families. Wow. Yeah. Thousands of people here and across the region, actually. Well, anyway, so we've got this website there for you to help educate you and help promote them. It's called helpchristmasconnection.com. Go do your business there. Look at what is happening. Uh, it'll uh, it point you back to their website as well, of course. Uh, thechristmasconnection.org is their official or uh, URL. But Help Christmas Connection brings together a lot of the 
information we need all in one place and uh, better tells the story about how some of these folks like Rapid Press, Lourdes Madsen and her team and Tony Kelly over there with Chris Wyndham, uh, Kathy uh, Tully with uh, Wood and Glass, all of them putting together uh, their ad dollars to fund this whole project. So none of this effort then falls to the charitable group we call Christmas Connection. No, they don't they don't they don't have to worry about that. We're we we've taken this upon ourselves and Capstan Marketing, which you know, going back in the early days when that started, we called it Alcom Marketing and Advertising. So that was 92. And it was around 2000, 2001 that we um yeah, that we started doing this. Maybe a year before that, maybe 98. That was like 1998. And our first sponsor was a guy named Joe Doty over there at Truck and Car Concepts, Mayhem Drive. Good guy, and man, he we were his uh, we were his go-to for helping him grow his business. And grateful to say we were highly successful. And he was always very appreciative of the things we did then. But he jumped on board, and over the years we've had so many different companies come forward, local businesses, and at one time we had. All of the Burger Kings <laughs> around uh, three counties, as I recall. It was Jefferson, Leon, and Wakulla. Anyway, we had all the, the Burger Kings in the area. And they were helping us because we had all our donation boxes out there, and they'd collect the toys and jazz, you know. And I remember driving around in my little station wagon to all 13 of those locations uh, every week and, you know, pick up whatever had been left as a gift, and then take those over to the headquarters. Good news, by the way, Christmas Connection has secured their official headquarters for this year down there on uh, Bruno and Jefferson. So you want to check it out. Uh, like I say, if you go to helpchristmasconnection.com, it'll give you specifics, and they'll have signage out front. They actually kick off here next week with their opening of the that facility. So if you're planning on visiting them at their downtown headquarters to drop off donations, I'll take a look there at that on the on the website so you'll know uh, the exact date that they're planning on being available to you. It's all happening right here in Tallahassee where you know what? It's a Christmassy kind of year, I think for a lot of us who love what we do, and who love you. Good morning, friends. This is your friend, Dr. Benjamin Franklin. We're talking with Brian Cerny on Tallahassee Talks. The Tallahassee Community Course began in 1988 as a collaborative effort between the Florida State University School of Music and 37 community singers. The group has grown to be more than 200 singers, and I'm going to say because it's growing in its popularity, it might even be approaching 300. We're going to find out from the people who would know the answer to that question. But as I tell you this, it is my pleasure to welcome the uh, gentleman who has for many years labored diligently along with his colleagues and those who are associated with this fine organization. Dr. Andre Thomas is our guest. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you. You're looking well. 
um, considering all that you have to put up with in working <laughs> with these people, I'm sure, uh, and the very lovely, and yes, erudite Jan Smith, <laughs> who is president of Tallahassee Community Chorus. How are you, Jan? I'm great, Brian. Now, Thanks. you are well known to our audience because you've been here on so many occasions to tell us the good news, and we have more good news to share on this occasion because the performance, in fact, Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, right? Right. Um, let's get right into that because that's kind of the, you know, that's that's like why bother with all the preliminaries? Let's get down to the, the dessert here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and so let's have our dessert and then we'll talk about it. Tell us about the performance. It's um, Joseph Haydn's creation, the creation, and it will be in Ruby Diamond Auditorium at four o'clock tomorrow tomorrow afternoon on Sunday. Um, it's the opening concert of our twenty eighth season, huh. and it will be glorious. We have two hundred and thirty singers, two hundred thirty to forty singers. See, singing. I was gonna, I was going to uh, say, uh, yeah. I know it's over two hundred. It's a lot, and yeah. uh, they are the heavenly hosts. <laughs> we have some wonderful soloists that Dr. Thomas can tell us about. And uh, we're also partnering with the Elder Care Services for Lovely. this concert. Lovely. And that's not an uncommon aspect of what this organization has done for years. You guys will reach out to another uh, nonprofit organization like is the Community Chorus. Yes. And then offer, that as, uh, offer the concert as an opportunity to help them uh, either raise funds or receive uh, food donations or that sort of thing, right? Yes, we're collecting for them. Uh, we're collecting blankets or non-perishable foods or personal items right. as part of their yeah. Elder Elf program. Marvelous. Okay. So then we get down to the business of the chorus as an organization providing to this community something that I think is unduplicated um, in that we have this idea community coming together to serve the community in this manner so then the, then you have this neat little slogan it's it's music by the community for the community um, and then you have the world celebrated dr. Andre Thomas who um, I'm going to embarrass here because I mean uh, he, he is this this treasure in our own hometown that we probably don't appreciate as much as we ought to, I think. Um, certainly in my dealings with you, Dr. Thomas, over the years, um, I, I think it's your fault. I really do, because <laughs> you have this very approachable sort of, ah, uh, shucks, ma'am, kind of thing going on, and you're just another fella who seems to really love people as much as you love music. And that is a good fit for an organization where the people are really the thing, aren't they, Doctor? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So for the sake of those who are just getting to know you, Mm -hmm. how did you get stuck with this? How did (laughs) – I mean, you had that day job thing going on and somebody must have just dragged you in to this whole thing because you've been doing it for a while now. Jan just informed me 28 years. (laughs) Um, Does it seem like 28 years to you? (laughs) 
Well, when I look back on the pictures, you know, yeah. I have, I have You've in changed my a bit, home. I oh gosh, yes, but I have in at home of this collage that mm. Mary Lou Carruthers made years ago, huh. of pictures from almost the very beginning, mm-hmm. of people who have had contact with this course, either been the Remarkable. deans of the College of Music or the pianist. You know, are the individual singers or board members, are the guest artists that we've had with us, and so it's it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, and then then I think, okay, I've been here a little while. Yeah, and that and that recognition or that acknowledgement does it um, does it occur does it occur to you then when you think of the numbers of people that you've had opportunity to work with uh, they are not all here they're around the globe they're in various parts oh, of the world yeah. musically right musically every place um, you know we have uh, the assistants for the choir yeah. are usually doctoral students who are studying at the university and yeah. yeah. uh, choral music and uh, it's uh, it's really amazing when we stop to think I was thinking the other day there is not a state in the United States, except Hawaii and Alaska, mm. that we don't have uh, one of those kids as director of choral activities yep. at one of those schools in that state. So that's amazing. And then our arts administration program mm. that we have has always sent an intern mm. to be uh, an intern with us mm. or to be our executive director in the early, early years. Right. And uh, that's amazing because there any, one is now the uh, assistant director of the American Coal Directors Association. Uh, Another is at Carnegie Hall running the educational uh, program. I mean, they're just every place. Yeah. And I should point out, too, folks, that uh, Dr. Thomas is the director of choral studies for Florida State University. So, And I have to um, say, uh, folks, too many times... Uh, over the years, I have talked with people who will say, uh, who are in the know, I mean, Chris Hecox or Darko mm-hmm. Buderetz, I mean, how well celebrated Florida State University's School of Music is worldwide. Absolutely. Uh, perhaps you and I have not yet noticed this, but in fact, it has contributed sizably uh, to the world stage, we'll say, no pun intended, when it comes to choral music, um, operatic music, right? Orchestral music. Absolutely. We go way back um, from the time of um, um, Dean um, Opperman. uh, (laughs) For whom? Opperman Music Hall is is named. (laughs) But, uh, of course, the success, not only musically, is dependent upon the people that serve the course, like Jan, the president, and the whole executive. Board. Which is the which is of course the organizational part that we don't get to see on stage. I mean, all of this seems to magically come together, and you know, and here's Dr. Thomas up there f- flapping his his That's hands right. around, and somehow <laughs> this magnificent music comes to us. But behind all of that are people like Jan, folks. We have Dr. Andre Thomas here, Jan Smith, Tallahassee Community Chorus, enjoying this conversation about this fantastic organization their uh, concert which is tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock ruby diamond auditorium uh haydn's uh creation creation the creation thank you folks stay with me we got more coming up 
October 3rd, 1863, our nation is torn in the midst of civil war. Over 100,000 lives have been lost. Faced with the uncertainty of our survival as a nation, President Lincoln affirms his faith in God, issuing a proclamation and officially declaring the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise. This Thanksgiving, join with us in prayer for our great nation. From Wit and Glass on South Monroe in Tallahassee, call 222-5781. Hi, I'm Josh, and this is an ad for Super Signs. We were going to do an ad that was funny or maybe really dramatic. You know, something clever. But that just didn't work. So... I'm just going to tell you, Super Signs is great. I mean, they're really great. And it's not just me saying it. Lots of people posting and talking to their friends. Here's one. We are so happy with all our signs and banners by Super Signs. Highly recommend. Here's another. These guys are awesome. They run their business with great quality and service. Our lighted sign looks fantastic. I can't rave enough. Super Signs does the really big stuff, like outdoor lighted signs, vehicle wraps, wall murals, and all the banners, the yard signs, and indoor signs, too. So for your business or your birthday party, Super Signs is your sign company. So that's it. That's our ad. Super Signs is great. I mean, really, really, really great. You should call them, 422-1883, or go to their website, yoursupersigns.com. How's that for clever? Folks, there are four ways to shine in life, and Merry Maids has it all going on. Experience, reliability, thoroughness, and professionalism. Well, that's why we rely on Merry Maids right here at our studios, because, you know, I do need a little shine from time to time. And my friends at Merry Maids can make it happen with guaranteed satisfaction, screened and trained employees, bonded and insured performance, even a free consultation. Merry Maids can customize cleanings to fit most budgets and fit your busy schedule with cleanings on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or an on-call basis. Merry Maids will deep clean your home on that first visit, something that you've probably been wanting to do, but you don't have to. Call Merry Maids. Relax and it's clean. Right here in Tallahassee, call 386-2205 or find them online at merrymaids.com. That's 386-2205. Bringing you whatever Tallahassee is talking about this week. Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny. We're back and talking with Dr. Andre Thomas. He's the Director of Choral Studies and the uh, musical conductor for, uh, is that the proper title? Well, I think I'm called the artistic, artistic director, director of the Tallahassee uh, Community, Community Chorus. Chorus. Okay, well, get that right. Uh, <laughs> and, and Jan is just everybody else's friend, I think, who <laughs> makes sure that uh, the lights get turned on and the sheet music shows up and the musicians get paid, you know, and, the, and that's part of this, isn't it? That the uh, there are a number yeah. of orchestral players uh, that are part of this whole effort, and, and some of those are uh, professional people that yeah. are hired then to perform with you. Uh, a lot goes into it, and a lot comes back to us as uh, music lovers. And I want to say to you, if you're listening right now, and you think, "Well, I am," you know, I don't. I don't, I don't think I've ever been to one of these concerts. Well, shame on you. I mean, you're just not living, man. But um, even if you don't or haven't, uh, a lot of the music that Dr. Thomas was talking about with us in that first segment, uh, Robert Shaw, uh, I would dare say you've gone through your life, unless you've lived in a cave, um, <laughs> listening to the music of Robert Shaw somewhere. Uh, 
I would I would think there's a shopping mall somewhere that's got Robert Shaw's music coming at you through the PA. Well, this is actually his 100th birthday. Look at that. And Atlanta is in the process of observing a celebration all year wow. of his birth. Yeah. And so I'll be going up in April cool. for a very special presentation of of uh, the course America is doing in celebration Neat. of his Neat. of his birthday, and it is the Brahms Requiem that Fantastic. we will be yeah. looking Again, at. this performance Sunday at 4 o'clock, Ruby Diamond Auditorium's tickets are available online, are they not? Yes, they are at okay. tcchorus.org. Cool as that. And so thereby we go to the tcchorus.org, mm-hmm. uh, and... Um, we can actually then pay for and print out yes. those tickets. Just click on the purchase tickets Marvelous. right on the front page. It's wonderful to have web people around yes. you who know how to do that sort of thing. And, uh, we and have for very... those that are afraid of the computer, <laughs> right. they can still come to the hall and get a ticket. Yes, yes. Doors will open an hour before and okay. tickets will be on sale in the lobby. Yes, okay. Yes. So tickets there at the door, that's cool. Dr. Thomas, you have um, been in and around music all of your entire life. Where does this all start for you? Uh, a church. lot of yeah, church music. <laughs> yeah, it was church. Yeah, it was church from the time I was four years old. I, my mother sang in the choir, so I'd come and bang on a toy piano, and pretty soon she realized that I was playing on that toy piano mm. the hymns. Mm. So. That's how it sort of began, mm-hmm. and um, and that led to being now my thirty-first year at Florida State, wow. and uh, a, a lifetime of of making music both there and in every state of the United States. I've conducted every all-state choir except. Rhode Island and Delaware. Well, there's your bucket but, list uh, right there. You've no, got a few more that you've got to check no, off. If no. I have to repeat more, I'll repeat Hawaii. <laughs> but Rhode Island and Delaware aren't the, the two uh, extremes. But I, I, I'm incredibly grateful that I've been able to have this career both in the United States and outside of the country. So it's it's been a fascinating thing. And for you as that seasoned professional looking at younger folks coming up through the ranks, we'll say, or those who are pursuing music in some fashion, talk about, uh, for you, your observation of music in our culture. Uh, well, we're facing a very different time where everything is, is so instant um, and even for children, it's difficult because imaginations aren't quite stimulated because everything's readily available with movies and TVs and, and video games. And just going out to pretend is, is not one of those things. And people like things instantly uh, given to them. But there is something magical. You can hear a hundred recordings of the creation. A hundred recordings, and you'll find that they're outstanding and they're clean and they're perfect. But the experience is different when you're sitting there and you're seeing these musicians and these singers all contributing to this effort. And while it may not be absolute perfection, it can be heart changing mm. because you become then the part of that performance. It is live. Uh. 
And there it is in, human. There, in fact, is that realization, I think, mm-hmm. that this is not all predetermined. This is happening as we experience it. So uh, the fact that people are, in fact, uh, performing for us uh, without a safety net. No, <laughs> if, not, if they drop a note or dropped. lose their place. You know, but the interesting thing is, I told the chorus, you know, I, I've conducted creation couple of times and I said this probably will be my last creation and so why is that well this will be my last creation Ah. (laughs) probably because at after a certain point after 31 years of service there's this little thing called retirement Uh, that is lurking around the window I can't imagine um, such a thing for you well I you're joshing I, I'm not joshing. You're not. I, I, I'm really serious because oh. Jan has thoroughly enticed me that <laughs> retirement is not the worst thing well, that can happen right. to okay. someone. Okay, okay. But um, um, I, I so am looking forward of recreating the story. Mm. And, you know, when they come, they will. we often hear about the angel Gabriel or mm. Raphael. Mm. We don't hear much about Uriel. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to hear Gabriel sing you know, about this magic on each and the way creation is, is 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 organized, we have chaos. That's the orchestra in the beginning. And then we have the first day and the second day and the third day. Yeah. And each angel is sort of in charge of what happens yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. The bass first tells us about the seas and the waters being created. And then of course it's all the way in the third part, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. last thirty minutes. God creates man. And we meet Adam and Eve and we see them in the garden as they learn to be the beginning of who we are. So here's the sacred text like so much of choral music in its beginnings right Um, so in the last uh, century we'll say uh, certainly in the 20th century uh, when you look at those pieces and there's been an amazing volume of choral music to come forward, right? Uh, even in our own culture. Oh, absolutely. How, how, do you have a kind of leaning if you're if you're in the in the business of conducting uh, oh. a choral group? Where, where would you rather spend your day? Or do you have working these, with people? Yeah, I mean, it's, do you have musical leanings? Would you rather be um, doing Haydn than? Uh, Bernstein, or I mean, well, Bernstein was last year. So, <laughs> so it's, you've made your point, haven't you? You know, right. it, it's always going to be something different. Our literature is the most extensive. We have more literature than the orchestra. Uh, okay, yeah. we began singing all the way back in medieval times, uh, you know, as groups. Yeah. You know, yeah. so all of our literature goes that far back. And when you think about it, you know, a composer like De Lasso wrote 2,000 motets. So how can a human being possibly exhaust the literature of choral well, you've music? You've had 31 years. <laughs> well, you know, 31 years, you know, I'm just, I'm just scratching at the very tip of choral music. I have tried for my <laughs> own development like to be... To in 48 states to boot. In 48 <laughs> states. But I try to do a little bit of music from every historical period uh, uh, so that it keeps me uh, uh, keeps me growing. That's fantastic. Folks, we're talking with Dr. Andre Thomas here 
uh, about his career as a musician, as a choral director, the director of choral studies, and the artistic director for Tallahassee Community Chorus. We've got Jan Smith, who is helping to balance this whole thing out because well, frankly, she's just much nicer than Dr. Thomas. Let's just be honest. No? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Folks, you stay with me. We've got more fun stuff coming up. These two very fine people. Talking about Tallahassee Community Chorus, their performance, Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock, Ruby Diamond Auditorium. Tickets available online and at the door. Stay with me. Folks, there are four ways to shine in life, and Merry Maids has it all going on. Experience, reliability, thoroughness, and professionalism. Well, that's why we rely on Mary Maids right here at our studios, because, you know, I do need a little shine from time to time. And my friends at Mary Maids can make it happen with guaranteed satisfaction, screened and trained employees, bonded and insured performance, even a free consultation. Mary Maids can customize cleanings to fit most budgets and fit your busy schedule with cleanings on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or an on-call basis. Mary Maids will deep clean your home on that first visit, something that you've probably been wanting to do, but you don't have to. Call Mary Maids. Relax, and it's clean. Right here in Tallahassee, call 386-2205 or find them online at marymaids.com. That's 386-2205. Hi folks, I'm Jerry Thigpen, blues guitar player here in Tallahassee, coming at you for Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny on 93. So we're back and we're talking with Dr. Andre Thomas and Jan Smith, Tallahassee Community Chorus in performance Sunday afternoon will be done in the auditorium with this little ditty thing called The Creation, um, Haydn. Talk, talk about Haydn. What kind of person was this? Incredible. He, he was. Um, he had a very joyous spirit, and he was criticized because his music was so joyous. Yeah. But he's an incredible orchestrator. Like you're going to see instruments that normally you don't see on the stage, like the contrabassoon. Ah. And as the bass talks about the worm, you'll hear the squirming of the worm in the contrabassoon. Um, it's colorful orchestration. Ah. Uh, he was the last of the composers to be a servant um, because most were. They looked for um, uh, Prince Esterhazy uh, and both Paul and Nicholas uh, were who Haydn worked for for so many years. And he took a trip to London and he met Handel. Mm -hmm. And he Handel was a rock star. You know, <laughs> he was like, whoa, musicians are like this? And he got to hear Handel's oratorios and he came back and he said, you know, I think I've got to write some more oratorios. Mm. And that highly influenced the idea of him writing this oratorio, mm -hmm. The Creation. He wanted to write an oratorio like Handel could uh, write. Uh. And we have all the fugues that Handel would have given us, Haydn gives us. We have the, the uh, emotion of Beethoven. Um, so, yeah, because Haydn taught Beethoven. So Remarkable. when you think about the dum da da dum, yeah, yeah. all that Sturm and Drang that comes from Beethoven, <laughs> right, right. that comes from little old joyous uh, Haydn, 
who who helped to inspire all Marvel. that. And Beethoven, of course, became the composer that says, no more a servant. Those of us who are perhaps not as well informed might lose sight of that uh, in as much as music itself is this fluid, living thing, so to oh, speak. absolutely. Right? And so through, even in Western civilization, and we're being a bit narrow there, but we'll say that the things we enjoy now came from someone somewhere who influenced another mm-hmm. uh, you just described that for us who are those in your life because you're a composer as well oh, who are the biggest there's so many that are say. influential for me um, first the two ladies who conducted the choir when I was four <laughs> years old at my church <laughs> to, they yeah. weren't trained musicians yeah. but boy I liked the way they moved their arms <laughs> I was just fascinated with them uh, you still have the toy was, piano or is it long oh gone? it's it's long gone oh. but my mother did not want a musician she was raising a uh, raising me by herself and uh, as a single parent, and she just didn't want a musician. And so she refused to give me piano lessons or get me a piano. And one of the people of the church, the wafers, knew she was doing that, and so their daughter had a piano, and she was done with it, and they had it brought to the house so my mother couldn't turn it away. <laughs> and so Poor mom. <laughs> it, 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 began, it began there and hundreds wow. of teachers, you wow. know, at the undergraduate level. And, and where was the, this? Where was, what's, what's home for you? Kansas. Ah. On the plane. Man. <laughs> uh, an American kid Absolutely. growing up in Kansas. In the middle of the Midwest. Right along with Dorothy and Toto and the whole package. Yeah, but a, a long singing tradition that comes from the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. And particularly in Kansas, you know, we have a huge Mennonite population. Interesting. And so even now you'll go and you hear the Mennonite men, and there'll be 600 men that sing in the Mennonite men's yeah. course. From, uh, They'll get your attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But a long history of the a cappella choirs at the high school level began in the Midwest you know, starting all the way coming down from right. Michigan, from right. Michigan on down. So that for you then is influential in as much as you saw oh. or experienced, heard. Oh, I got to hear it. I got to be a part of it in its Vocal heyday. music, yeah. In its heyday. Yeah. And, you know, when I was teaching, you know, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, my ninth grade course had 180 students auditioned right. in it. Right, So, I mean, music was... was mm. Music was a requirement of back then. Yeah, yeah. We we were Both fighting. academically oh, and yes. culturally, yeah. It was a requirement because, yeah. you know, it was strongly felt that it was an important asset in a child's education. Mm. And what we miss now is back when I was growing up, you could go to almost anybody's home, and even if they didn't play the piano, they had they one, had one. Yep. you know. And so... We, we've, we're losing part of that. And you spoke to this earlier, too, uh, how we as a culture have become so uh, influenced by, and we'll put it in uh, kinder terms, I suppose, than what I might like to say, uh, in as much as we're pulled toward that instant gratification. Uh, and for those who have not gone through the discipline Darko mm-hmm. spoke to this he was on the show here a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and talked about the kind of time and the discipline that a instrumentalist has to apply over years and years and years to come to that point well a vocalist really has to do the From same the beginning absolutely and do we have that kind of temperament in our in our among our 
younger folks. Yeah, we do. Okay. We have we have young people who are thriving for this, and the same thing is is theater is is a, in the same situation yeah. where people can turn on television, and so it's it's hard when they yeah. go and they see a stage right. that the that the stage has to change, yeah. and it's not like it is right. in the movie. They're pushing the buttons on their phone. No, yeah, to get graphics. To happen. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 a that's a different you know, huh. and the art of acting, you know, yeah. Yeah. when you hear James Earl Jones in a hall and he's he's projecting yeah. in this theater, you know, it's like. Yeah. Ah, that's what that kind of acting is all about, and yeah. that's what that's what classical music is all about. Music, I I think is 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 the most powerful thing around, because I as I as I has often said, music crosses social, economic, and racial barriers, without a doubt. Mm. And there's hardly if you can get some people, a group of people, to sing together, they can't hate each other at the same time. <laughs> They just can't do it. And and I think, you know, having having music as a part of our lives, if we can always keep that there. I, I, I'm thinking about my sister who has Alzheimer's now. Oh. And the one thing that still creates a little bit of buzz for her is still music. Mm. It still connects with her emotionally. Something about yeah. that that music and that time. Mm. Not even a voice. Not even my voice, mm-hmm. but, the but the song. Yep, isn't that amazing? Here they are, folks, talking about this performance of the creation. Haydn's the creation tomorrow afternoon, four o'clock, at Ruby Diamond Auditorium. Do yourself a favor. I mean, really, uh, skip going to the gym. Go do this. This will revive your soul, and your body will be fine. Okay. And no calories. And there's no calories involved. <laughs> and the price of admission is remarkable. What are ticket prices, by the way? I shouldn't ticket know. prices shouldn't are $22 general admission, 18 for seniors, 62 and above, and $6 uh, for students. A pittance. A pittance. Yep. And bring something for the elder care services. There we go. Blanket, non-perishable foods, anything Wonderful. like that. We'll have a bin in Ruby Diamond Lobby. I love it. Yeah. Folks, uh, this is why we love doing this, and, and, and thank you so much, Dr. Thomas. Thank you so much for having for us. For being here today. And Jan, you know who you are, and we're going to be watching out for you. Thanks, Brian. Stay. <laughs> so there you have this conversation with Dr. Andre Thomas, Jan Smith, the Tallahassee Community Chorus. What a remarkable organization and such an enjoyable conversation. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay with me, folks. I've got more coming up right after this at the top of the hour. Hi, I'm Josh, and this is an ad for Super Signs. We were going to do an ad that was funny or maybe really dramatic. You know, something clever. But that just didn't work. So... I'm just going to tell you, Super Signs is great. I mean, they're really great. And it's not just me saying it. Lots of people posting and talking to their friends. Here's one. We are so happy with all our signs and banners by Super Signs. Highly recommend. Here's another. These guys are awesome. They run their business with great quality and service. Our lighted sign looks fantastic. I can't rave enough. Super Signs does the really big stuff, like outdoor lighted signs, vehicle wraps, wall murals, and all the banners, the yard signs, and indoor signs, too. So for your business or your birthday party, Super Signs is your sign company. So that's it. That's our ad. Super Signs is great. I mean, really, really, really great. You should call them, 422-1883, or go to their website, yoursupersigns.com. How's that for clever? Folks, there are four ways to shine in life, and Merry Maids has it all going on. 
experience, reliability, thoroughness, and professionalism. Well, that's why we rely on Mary Maids right here at our studios, because, you know, I do need a little shine from time to time. And my friends at Mary Maids can make it happen with guaranteed satisfaction, screened and trained employees, bonded and insured performance, even a free consultation. Mary Maids can customize cleanings to fit most budgets and fit your busy schedule with cleanings on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or an on-call basis. Mary Maids will deep clean your home on that first visit, something that you've probably been wanting to do, but you don't have to. Call Mary Maids, relax, and it's clean. Right here in Tallahassee, call 386-2205 or find them online at marymaids.com. That's 386-2205. Welcome back to the second hour of Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny. Plenty of announcements here for you. Just a reminder that we are available to you online all the time. TallahasseeTalks.com And once the show is aired Saturday mornings on Moose at 9 o'clock, then it's archived for you. Now for you early risers, you want to get a jump on things, well, God bless you. So it's 7 o'clock. You can tune in over there at 93.3 FM, bright and early, 7 o'clock on Real Talk. And uh, feast on all of the wonderful ideas and thoughts and conversation and good news, good good, uh, information that uh, will bring you closer to what's really going on and why people do what they do. So in this hour of the show, I've got Tiffany Martin. Now, she is the executive director, beg your pardon, the regional executive director for Children's Home Society. I'm going to learn all about her mission there as the ED for this region and the, the history of the organization. It's, it's uh, The magnitude of this thing is is amazing. And the level at which they care for individual children and families So in keeping with the whole notion that, you know, this is that time of year when we really want to focus on the the families around us that are right within our reach and find ways in which we can be impactful, helpful, contributive. Uh, Well, you know what? You're going to listen to Tiffany Martin talk about how that has been their focus for now these many years. And in doing so, their success record has been admirable and and formidable i mean they yeah these people are doing the job and so it's with great pleasure that i bring her to you in this hour uh meanwhile a couple of uh, announcements looks like uh commissioner bruce j host who served leon county for many years um district four well, they're going to name the Northeast Branch Library out there on Thomasville Road in his honor. So it'll be the Bruce J. Host Northeast Branch Library. And all this is happening uh, this coming week, the 22nd, Wednesday. So there you go. That's a little tidbit of information courtesy of our friends at Leon County. During his eight years on the board, Host was at the center of many of the county's key projects and initiatives, including the widening of Thomasville Road. 
the establishment of a full-service fire station in the Northeast, and the preservation of the old Bradfordville School. So there you go. Um, Another good example of somebody who did their best to contribute to our welfare. Speaking of that, you have Deck the Halls at the Tallahassee Senior Center coming up December 1. Um, This Deck the Halls celebration is on Friday, December 1, special night at the TSC, that would be Tallahassee Senior Center Auditorium. We're going to turn the whole thing into a winter wonderland with holiday music and delicious food, festive drinks, good cheer, great company. Starts at 6 o'clock at the Tallahassee Senior Center, presented by Senior Center Foundation, in partnership with its generous sponsors. So good news there coming by way of the city of Tallahassee. Now let's see, here's another celebration. See, this is the time of year when things just start to get really cool. Well, cooler, even cold. Yes, Leon County government, city of Tallahassee inviting all of us to celebrate Family Day, Railroad Square. That's coming up the 24th from 10 to 2 for families to want to get together and celebrate this much-anticipated family celebration. It's vibrant and it's engaging. Offers a diverse range of attractions and activities to ensure a memorable day for all ages. So mark your calendars now. It's going to have food trucks and free family portraits, live entertainment. It's dedicated to Amy Sachs, a gifted journalist, Tallahassee resident who passed away uh, earlier this year, back in May. So uh, with that in mind, the donations will be made in honor of her. The County Commission and City of Tallahassee Commission jointly declaring this family day as the after Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving as family day. So that's that Friday. Very cool stuff. I mean, you, you can just see it all over the place. All of this good-heartedness and um, goodwill that is being shared among us. And here we have uh, Leon County inviting us to um, participate in the unveiling of a co- of colorful crosswalks. Now, this has actually already transpired as I see it here. And I had an opportunity to actually drive out this way. It's... Uh, it's right there near the uh, W.T. Moore Elementary in Westminster Oaks. So basically what they did is they had some folks get together and do some paintings there on the sidewalks and crosswalks and such. So that's all cool. Lots of ways to plug in, my friend, when it comes to the good things that the uh, folks around here have going on in our, in our little tiny town of Tallahassee. Um, you know, it, it, for me individually, uh, it, it brings to mind the ways in which we can better demonstrate what we, what we care about, you know, what we believe, what we hope for, the things we really want to invest our time and, and our efforts in, even our, our dollars. You know, where do we want to where do we want to be uh, most contributive? 
And whether it's with Christmas Connection or one of these gatherings, one of these celebrations, it's uh, attending a choral concert, TC Chorus and Company. It's, it's about us finding a place among ourselves, among the community, where we can participate. Uh, so much of what we experience now is insular. Insular, not easy for me to say. It separates us. It segments us. It relegates us to a kind of digital world in which we're either staring at a little screen in our hand or up on the wall, or we find ourselves disconnected in ways that give us very little chance to experience what life is like in somebody else's fast lane or slow lane or any lane, how it is that people celebrate. What do they care about? You know, What are they committed to? What do they give themselves to? When we are willing to identify, and I've said this to you and I'll say it a thousand times more, those things that characterize us, that tell us more about who we really are, where that identity resides in our own biology, uh, where we find uh, our sense of self in our sociology, our social network, how we then translate that into a discovery of our self-worth. So there we talk about the value of what we bring to the world. And by participating in all of this, we begin to find opportunity for us to plug in. So we take who we are, what we're worth, and we find purpose. We give ourselves to things that engage us in ways that help one another, that whether it's in something like a community chorus or a charitable charitable work like Christmas Connection or showing up at an event that just celebrates the life that we are given here and what makes us unique, what makes us special, and we are special, the more that we recognize it, the more that we share it, the more that we identify the very good things that characterize who we are, the more we can do, the more we grow, the more we realize that we're not segmented, we're not separated, we really are one, we're one big family. And that family has learned how to care for one another. Folks, there are four ways to shine in life, and Merry Maids has it all going on. Experience, reliability, thoroughness, and professionalism. Well, that's why we rely on Merry Maids right here at our studios, because, you know, I do need a little shine from time to time. And my friends at Merry Maids can make it happen with guaranteed satisfaction, screened and trained employees, bonded and insured performance, even a free consultation. Merry Maids can customize cleanings to fit most budgets and fit your busy schedule with cleanings on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or an on-call basis. Merry Maids will deep clean your home on that first visit, something that you've probably been wanting to do, but you don't have to. Call Merry Maids, relax, and it's clean. Right here in Tallahassee, call 386-2205 or find them online at merrymaids.com. That's 386-2205. 
Tiffany Martin is a thriving leader who was raised in Gaston County, Florida, has a deep passion for service and love of reading and writing. She began her professional career as a residential substance abuse counselor. That's heavy duty. Tiffany was met with the reality of providing services to challenging populations that were in need of long-term services. So then after some time, she continued in her education, got her master's in social work, Florida State University, um, and then became the Transitional Living Program Manager at CCYS, that's Capital City Youth Services, which in and of itself is a remarkable story. We may be able to get into that. I'm just giving you a few of the pertinent details about this remarkable person, Tiffany Martin, and she is our guest today. Hello, Tiffany. Good afternoon. (laughs) And you head up the regional, this district. Um, Let me step aside. You tell us about Children's Home Society of Florida, uh, what you do in that role for this region, and... uh, I can I can save you one step. This is the Tallahassee Gainesville region, so that's whew, that's Leon Franklin, Gaston, Jefferson, Liberty, Wakulla, Madison, Taylor, Alachua, Bradford, Columbia, Dixie, Gilchrist, Hamilton. I'm gonna stop there. We get it. This is a this is a big footprint, um, and in that capacity, the vision is consistent: a world where children realize their full potential. But I'm, I took the opportunity to, to reference some of your beginnings and the, some of that path along the way. Mm-hmm. This isn't something you'd, you'd take lightly, it would seem to me. Um, when you were, you, you, were, you were born and reared Gaston County, yeah? Or how, I was, tell, tell me about your beginnings. I was actually born in Sarasota, Florida. Hmm. And soon after I was born, my mom moved to Virginia Hmm. to live with her older brother for a little while to get some stability. And um, a couple years after that, we moved back to Gaston County, where I was raised, where I went to school for many, many years. And did she have family here in in the area then in Gaston County? Yes, So that was a that was a good stepping point then for her. She was able to make that transition without having to just be out there on her own. Yes. Yes. And my mom um, was Mm. young when she had me. She was around 22. Mm. So I imagine, you know, I don't have any kids, but I Mm. imagine that that would be something that um, for some people may be scary to be a young mother. I would think. um, Scares me. It scares me and I don't have any kids. Mm. I have four and I'm (laughs) terrified. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, and she's the youngest of her siblings. So, mm. you know, what a blessing that she had an mm. opportunity to spend some time with an older sibling um, before she came back. Wow. Growing up then in Gadsden County, uh, what period of time? I was born in 85. Hmm. And we were in Gadsden County until about maybe 2001. Hmm. Okay, so that's a couple decades or so, um, and at that point, Gaston County 
was still reeling, I would say, is this fair, from the, the fact that uh, economically, you know, the tobacco cigar making business industry was, was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, still agricultural, uh, agrarian in its orientation, right, economically. Mm-hmm. But my faint understanding of Gaston County particularly has to do with how tobacco was so central. Mm-hmm. And when people visit Gaston County now, if you if you drive through the the area, um, there's a lot of poverty there. A lot. And a lot of those that were disenfranchised, that whole labor force. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have many friends who were part of that period of time and a bit younger, or I should say, but earlier Mm -hmm. that came through the 60s and 70s even, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think of the people who had to figure that out and where are they going to go? So you come into the, into the world with that single mom doing her best, growing up in Gaston County, um, and then at what point in your in your development did you start looking in the direction of the kind of career path you've chosen? I mean, let's call it social services, I suppose, mm-hmm. especially aimed at kids. Mm-hmm. That is a really, really good question. Um, and it's odd that you ask that because I was really thinking a lot this morning. Hmm. Why do I, I love kids so much? Where, Hmm. where does that come from? And, Hmm. you know, I really, I don't know. I don't have a, I don't, and I haven't been able to land on a really clear answer about it because even as a kid, um, we would have like cookouts and family gatherings and I would always want the younger kids. I would always want to do activities with them as a kid, and I couldn't remember being in middle school, um, I thought this was the greatest idea at the time. And perhaps it wasn't, but I thought it was so cool. But I had this idea to come up with um, an activity to make pillows out of paper. Huh. So I would get one sheet of paper, we would color and draw on it. I would get another sheet of paper, color and draw on it. And then we would get paper, ball it up, put it on the inside, staple yeah. it together. Yeah. And everybody got to walk away with their own paper pillow. (laughs) And I just thought that was the coolest thing. But that was just one of many um, activities or things that I would do with younger kids just to create a fun, safe uh, environment where kids can just be kids. And that passion just never left. And I don't believe that it ever will. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, clearly. Uh, I, I see it in your eyes. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you may not know why exactly, mm-hmm. but th- the spark hasn't diminished, has mm-hmm. it? If anything, it may be even more compelling now because here you are with just more to care for. Mm-hmm. And that, in my experience with people, that tends to bring out even more of that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now I'm not just cooking for three or four people. I got to feed a thousand folks here. Um, education, did you think back then, maybe I should try going into teaching kids as a school teacher? Was that ever considered? Or Oddly 
enough, no. Um, I've always enjoyed reading. You, you mentioned earlier yeah, that Gaston right. County is right. an area that definitely has some high poverty. And reading was always a way that gave me an opportunity to explore things that, mm. you know, at the time I thought I would never, never have an opportunity to see. Mm. Um, but in second grade, I said that I my dream job was to be a judge yeah. for um, for kids when they would mm. get in trouble. And huh. although I am not a judge, um, perhaps one day I may be. You never know. One. Hey, man, uh, never too late to start anything, in my opinion. So. And you know, every time I share that with someone, I get the same response. Yeah. It is never too late. Never too late, man. <laughs> Folks, it's never too late to hear from somebody like Tiffany here who's going to bring us even more good stuff as we continue our conversation. Tiffany Martin, she is the uh, uh, Children's Home Society. You're the executive director, mm-hmm. properly, of the Tallahassee Gainesville region. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep her here for a few more minutes, learning some good stuff about this lady. Stay with me, folks. We've got more right after this. October 3rd, 1863. Our nation is torn in the midst of civil war. Over 100,000 lives have been lost. Faced with the uncertainty of our survival as a nation, President Lincoln affirms his faith in God, issuing a proclamation and officially declaring the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise. This Thanksgiving, join with us in prayer for our great nation. From Witted Glass on South Monroe in Tallahassee, call 222-5781. Hi, I'm Josh, and this is an ad for Super Signs. We were going to do an ad that was funny or maybe really dramatic. You know, something clever. But that just didn't work. So... I'm just going to tell you, Super Signs is great. I mean, they're really great. And it's not just me saying it. Lots of people posting and talking to their friends. Here's one. We are so happy with all our signs and banners by Super Signs. Highly recommend. Here's another. These guys are awesome. They run their business with great quality and service. Our lighted sign looks fantastic. I can't rave enough. Super Signs does the really big stuff, like outdoor lighted signs, vehicle wraps, wall murals, and all the banners, the yard signs, and indoor signs, too. So for your business or your birthday party, Super Signs is your sign company. So that's it. That's our ad. Super Signs is great. I mean, really, really, really great. You should call them, 422-1883, or go to their website, yoursupersigns.com. How's that for clever? We're back, and we're talking with Tiffany Martin. She's the ED for Tallahassee Gainesville Region, and I started trying to read all the counties. That's ridiculous. There's like a list of... 150 million it looks like to me but it covers basically everything from here to Gainesville and back and around that's a big footprint um we talked a little bit then about your beginnings when you started working with uh, Children's Home Society was it your ambition to come into it from from to, to the administrative side of things or were you more trying to stay ground level I suppose direct directly working with families and kids tell us about your career there well um, the way that I got to Children's Home Society I would say is uh, unique because Mm. uh, a good friend called me and said Tiffany 
there's an opportunity at Children's Home Society. Are you interested? Mm -hmm. And by that time, it was the third time someone had approached me about Children's Home Society. And up to that point, I had been saying, no, I really enjoy what I'm doing. Um, I'm not interested. And that last call for me um, was clear that it was something that I needed to do. Mm. And I got an opportunity to talk a little bit more about the organization with some current leaders there. And by the end of that conversation, I was fully convinced um, that that's where I needed to be. And um, what was even more a a selling point for me, for lack of a better word, Mm. was prior to coming to Children's Home Society, I worked within an organization that had a statewide footprint and I had the opportunity to serve across the entire state of Florida. Florida Network of Youth and Family Services. Yes. And I felt honored that I had an opportunity to Uh serve where I live. Um, I live in Tallahassee, but I also grew up in Gaston County, Mm -hmm. which is a part of my region. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that is an honor to have the privilege to serve in a place that made me who I am. So in that way, you don't come to any of this from the outside looking in. You're looking from the inside out as a kid in Gaston County, then as a young adult, uh, then as a graduate student working on a master's in what? Social work. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, those underpinnings seem pretty clear, pretty strong. And then when you're given opportunity to take this role with Florida Network Youth and Family Services, a project manager of research and operations, and you brought that thing, uh, developed a long-term residential program from the ground up. Okay, wait a minute. So so here's a person who cares a lot about kids and has a personal stake in that. You, you, you're not just flying at 30,000. You, you're down here at ground level. And then you're an administrator. You're a creator. You're a teacher. You're a caregiver. Tiffany. I mean, wow. Uh, how do we have you cloned? Where do we, where do we go to get more of people like you involved in this effort? Because I think a lot of times I hear people critical of how f- money is being allocated, funding available for such organizations. Oh, you know, that all just goes to their administrative staff. They don't really help anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not hearing that here. Tell us about Children Home Society, what, what, it, what it looks like from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, hmm. I would say from the inside out, Children's Home Society is an organization that has fiercely dedicated people huh. that really care and are committed to building bridges of success for children. Mm. So it's direct and it's focused on their well-being. And, and and that shows up in all kinds of ways, I suppose. Every Pro- single programs way. Programs of various kinds. Every yeah. single way. Um, but when you talk about, you know, from the inside out, I, I think about 
what does children's home society do that people never get an opportunity to Mm -hmm. see? You know, we have a a finance department, we have a communications department. And although we have the ability to benefit from their service, Mm -hmm. we never oftentimes get a chance to see that. Rather, we have opportunities to see the services that are provided in the community, which are very unique, um, depending on whatever community you are in that we're serving, which is across the state of Florida. And as such, you operate as a nonprofit organization. You're not a state bureau as such. Correct. Yeah. So you rely on the good graces of people to keep you funded, keep you focused. Yeah. When you think about where we are today, you know, uh, you said you were born in 85. So, you know, you're, you've grown up in this last number of years here and about with a pretty good handle on the kind of challenges that kids are facing. I didn't face. Now, I mean, I'm your senior here. Uh, I was born in 55. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of the last of the boomers, right? But here you come at a time when, you know, let's talk about the mid-80s through the next 10, you know, two or three decades. Our our culture is vastly different to my to my way of thinking, and having experienced all of that transition, um, in whatever fashion you want to measure that, uh, our communication technologies alone. How does that impact the way in which your organization is trying to reach these kids, and do you come to them directly, or do you go through their families, through their parents? Kind of what's the modus operandi there, I guess? Hmm. Well, Children's Home Society, and specifically in our local region, the Tallahassee-Gainesville region, we have um, a number of programs that I would dare to say touch a child at every single point of their life. Hmm. So we have a Healthy Start program, hmm. which serves moms that are either currently pregnant or hmm. have recently had a baby and really take time to teach, educate, um, and to train them on those very basic skills that you need as a new mom. Hmm. How do you breastfeed? You know, how do you make sure that your baby is sleeping in a healthy way? How do you begin to make those connections with your child? Hmm. How do you begin to make sure that you have a safe home environment? Hmm. And so when I think about a, a pregnant mom having the ability regardless of what her socioeconomic status is, regardless of what her age may be, that they have the ability to have someone to walk that path with them mm-hmm. um, for as long as they feel like they need that support. It's a, it's a beautiful picture because we're not limited with technology to provide that service. You know, it's not a problem. Uh, it's a home visiting program. So we get an opportunity to engage that mom and that baby in their environment and technology again, age status. It's not a factor at all. Um, But what is a factor is we get an opportunity to help 
provide support Mm. and to help a family establish or maintain a safe environment Mm. so that they can have a happy, healthy kid. Happy, healthy kids. Wow. Tiffany Martin is with us. Um, and we're going to have her for a few more minutes here, serving as the executive director for the Tallahassee Gainesville Region Children's Home Society of Florida. You stay with me. We've got more. October 3rd, 1863. Our nation is torn in the midst of civil war. Over 100,000 lives have been lost. Faced with the uncertainty of our survival as a nation, President Lincoln affirms his faith in God, issuing a proclamation and officially declaring the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise. This Thanksgiving, join with us in prayer for our great nation. From Witted Glass on South Monroe in Tallahassee, call 222-5781. Folks, there are four ways to shine in life, and Merry Maids has it all going on. Experience, reliability, thoroughness, and professionalism. Well, that's why we rely on Merry Maids right here at our studios, because, you know, I do need a little shine from time to time. And my friends at Merry Maids can make it happen with guaranteed satisfaction, screened and trained employees, bonded and insured performance, even a free consultation. Merry Maids can customize cleanings to fit most budgets and fit your busy schedule with cleanings on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or an on-call basis. Merry Maids will deep clean your home on that first visit, something that you've probably been wanting to do, but you don't have to. Call Merry Maids, relax, and it's clean. Right here in Tallahassee, call 386-2205 or find them online at merrymaids.com. That's 386-2205. Uh, we're back talking with Tiffany Martin. Yeah, if you've just joined us, you know, oftentimes I refer to our broadcast as feel-good radio. I know that's corny, but I really feel good when I'm hearing you talk about not these overarching sort of glossy slogans and, you know, every child has a future and all that jazz. Not that those are not true necessarily but you're talking nitty-gritty you're down here talking about helping moms better learn the care of their infant child or their school-age child Um, when you think about that you think about the intervention we'll say the provision being made what are the most frustrating parts of that for you as a director Mm because again you're you're trying to provide leadership and, and make sure that everybody has the pots and pans they need to cook with, meaning your staff largely, right? Mm-hmm. They, you got to make sure that this thing is moving in the right direction. Do, do you find yourself sort of banging your fist on the table or banging your head on the wall or mm-hmm. something just to say, golly, guys, or or is it is it different for you? Hmm. I would say I'm not sure I would say what frustrates me, Uh but what I oftentimes wonder about Uh. is, do you know we are here to help you? Uh. Because it's one thing to 
have a resource that you believe and that you've seen to be helpful and beneficial mm. and life changing to a mom, a dad, a baby, an infant, a toddler, uh-huh. a middle school student, a high school student, an elementary school student. Um, but as confident as I am in the work that we do, and as much as I believe in the positive impact that we're making, I'm never um, ignorant to the fact that everyone in our counties, um, that they they don't all know that we exist. They don't all know that we're uh, here to help. Okay. Um, so, so that is something that I think about often. Mm. And it's something that I think about, okay, so when you know that we're here, where is that trust? Hmm. Do you trust that you can come mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and that it is safe and that your needs will be met? Mm-hmm. And you talked a little earlier about, you know, growing up in a different time in a different society. Mm-hmm. Um, I would dare to say that this society, sometimes it's more difficult to trust, especially when you have a need that is sensitive. And what I appreciate about Children's Home Society is we have the opportunity to serve families um, in good times. I'm pregnant and I have a baby, Mm. but we also get an opportunity to serve children and families in not so good times. Mm. Um, And one example is our Children's Advocacy Center. When kids that have experienced abuse or neglect, Mm. um, they come to us for an opportunity to really receive healing and to receive support along that path. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not a, a good, a, a so good time, yeah. but we're still here. You're and showing up on one of the worst days of their life. Kind exactly, of story. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And to the ability that people can identify number one, that we are present and number two, that they can trust the process mm-hmm. and trust the people mm-hmm. that are in place Um, that's a pretty big deal. That's a very big deal. That's a pretty big deal. And so I believe that I have a responsibility to be (laughs) a trustworthy person so that people know that the work that I share about and the work that I rave about, that it is reliable. And this is your life's work. Yes. Yeah, clearly. Uh, You have some sense of how many people this organization is is serving do you guys keep track of those kind of numbers and stats we do keep track of those numbers i don't have the exact numbers when i look at our organization statewide um but to give you an example so uh, sable palm elementary school Mm. is a community partnership school so every single student that is enrolled at that school has opportunity to be served through children's home society Um, The individuals that live in that community have an opportunity to be served by Children's Home Society. Mm -hmm. And so if we think about the student enrollment there, which I would estimate to be around 500, that means every student there gets an opportunity to be served in addition to their teachers in addition to all of those neighbors that are resting in that community. And that's one school in a very, very big uh, area. So with that footprint in mind, it's a lot of people and you look forward, what does the future look like in relation to, let's say just general goals, you know, the top three or top five 
things that you want to see achieved as an organization, whether it's this year or the next several years? That That's a really good question. The first thing that comes to mind is awareness. Hmm. And I think about um, when I look at our region, the majority of the counties that we serve are rural communities. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see us have the the people that live in those places have a greater awareness hmm. of who Children's Home Society is and what we do. But even beyond the people that just live there that can benefit from our services, also people that we have an opportunity to partner with. Wow. Um, and I would say and make things happen <laughs> and essentially to meet needs. Schools, businesses, churches, whatever, right? You Civic organizations. You name it. This is all service-based care, right? Yes, it, it's service-based care. And, and we, we like to say uh, we take a cradle-to-career approach, ah. which essentially means from the cradle hmm. to the career, the time that you may graduate high school, there is some service hmm. that can benefit your family. And behind those services are people. Exactly. Yeah. How close are you to that working staff? Do you guys stay in touch every day, every week? Are you meeting up in regular conference? And is it a big circle, smaller circle? How does that all work organizationally, I guess I'd say? Well, I'll say this. When I when I first started, I would walk around the building <laughs> every single day to make sure that I got an opportunity to see everyone that was in the building. Um, Because as much as I love children and as much as I appreciate the opportunity to serve children, Hmm. I actually don't provide services to children. The team members Mm -hmm. that I serve Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. So to the degree that I can serve them well, determines to what degree that they can serve those children and their families well. Uh, I think you've just given us uh, a pretty clear description of the servant leader when we're talking to people who care as much as you do about the end result as well as about the people who make that happen. Folks, her name is Tiffany Martin, and she is our guest today for this broadcast. And I suspect if we can talk her into it she may be willing to come back from time to time and we'll get to learn more about this remarkable person and this organization this remarkable collection of caring people children's home society of florida Uh, glad that you could be here today thank you thanks for being a part of it thank you for having me i appreciate it you betcha folks that's why we are here to bring you people like tiffany where the production of spatterwork media and entertainment Coming to you from the studios of Moose Magnificat right here in Tallahassee. Tallahassee's only station bringing you all local, all original, all the time. You'll find them online at moosemagnificat.com. The sound of Tallahassee. Carl Cerny is our executive producer. and I will be looking for you again next week. So come on, Tallahassee. Come talk to me. Hi, I'm Josh, and this is an ad for Super Signs. We were going to do an ad that was funny or maybe really dramatic. You know, something clever. But that just didn't work. So I'm just going to tell you, Super Signs is great. I mean, they're really great. And it's not just me saying it. Lots of people posting and talking to their friends. Here's one. We are so happy with all our signs and banners by Super Signs. Highly recommend. 
Here's another. These guys are awesome. They run their business with great quality and service. Our lighted sign looks fantastic. I can't rave enough. Super Signs does the really big stuff, like outdoor lighted signs, vehicle wraps, wall murals, and all the banners, the yard signs, and indoor signs, too. So for your business or your birthday party, Super Signs is your sign company. So that's it. That's our ad. Super Signs is great. I mean, really, really, really great. You should call them, 422-1883, or go to their website, yoursupersigns.com. How's that for clever? October 3rd, 1863. Our nation is torn in the midst of civil war. Over 100,000 lives have been lost. Faced with the uncertainty of our survival as a nation, President Lincoln affirms his faith in God, issuing a proclamation and officially declaring the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise. This Thanksgiving, join with us in prayer for our great nation. From Witted Glass on South Monroe in Tallahassee, call 222-5781.